though, we have Oakland, California Zone joining me here on the show here today. It was by name of Joe Mai. Too Close EP dropping this Friday on all platforms. Make sure you go get in tune to that. Pre-order it. So the pre-order is already up on Apple Music, so make sure you go pre-order it. But it'll be out in two days, man. But Joe Mai, welcome yes, to the show. Yes, man. Good. How about yourself, man? How you doing? Yeah, it's doing all right, man. But, you know, we've been wanting to set this up for, for a while now. We got connected. Jay yeah. connected us. Shout out to Jay. But how are you feeling about the anticipation here of the upcoming EP? You ready for it? Yeah, man. I think it's... Uh... Yeah, I, I feel to go back on the anticipation when you just asked, I feel like uh, we haven't dropped a project since uh, 2018. Sam, yeah, but the crazy thing is that, you know, we dropped that project and we took, well, I mean, we didn't actually ever take a break. You know, we just been recording, recording. But the crazy thing is that, you know, the, the, the audience and the people tuning in has actually grown. And we just dropped that 2018 uh, project and then one single, which to me, I think that's dope. You know what I mean? So this is just a, a um, you know, a project that we kind of just came up with to just give, you know, the people that listen to us, you know, just a little, a little taste of what's coming. You know what I mean? What was the meaning for this title too close? You always have something deep meaning and doing my research about you. You just, you're, you're, you talk a lot about the political things. You're one of those conscious rappers, in my opinion. You speak about what's real going it. on in the environment and just what's going on around the world. So I feel as though there's a deep meaning to this. So what is the meaning of too close? Yeah, so I'm glad you asked, man. Um, the meaning be, behind too close is the idea that if you ever get too close to anything, it could either be your downfall or it could actually bring you back up. For example, let me give you an example. Um, let's say, uh, I don't know, you get too close to the sun, right? You know, you could burn, right? Uh, let's say you get too close to like a relationship, right? It either, you know, you start knowing so many things about them that kind of turn you off, or it could actually make you love that person even more. You know what I mean? So getting too close to anything could either be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on what you're, I guess, uh, what you want to get out of that particular situation or relationship, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's pretty much the basis of it. You know, getting too close to anything could, could either spiral out of control or it could fucking, wait, can we curse on this? Yeah, you can. Oh, my bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to, by the way, but, uh, no, it's all good. Uh, yeah, b basically if you get too close to anything, you know, you, you gotta, learn how to navigate through it before you ruin it or you make it, you know, or you can make it better. You know what I mean? I think it was right for you to get too close to hip hop because I think what really brought you into the genre was the song Silly Putty. That was what really made you fall in love with the genre and just having your early beginning stages when even coming home as a kid, I think you were five or six, I was reading online, you came across yeah. the Ice Cube cassette tape. What, yeah, what year man, was this around? Because you can't leave that on the ground. Oh, was this shit. when you left on WA, someone was mad, get this out of here? Uh, <laughs> to be honest, man, I don't know why anybody would leave that on the ground. I just, um, you know, I, I, like like you mentioned before, I, um, I, I was born and raised in Oakland, I, you know, as a child, that was my childhood. And then um, right there in the block that we stayed at on East 36, you know, it wasn't the best neighborhood, so people were always just leaving trash anywhere, you know what I mean? And whether it was a mistake that somebody accidentally dropped it or not, you know, um, our, our block did look like a dump site, I'm not going to lie to you. So, I don't know, man, it could have been, you know, you're talking about 
the, when I found it, this must have been like what, 96, 98? You know, I was okay. A kid, so, man. was this the Predator? I'm trying to think what album this Ice Cube oh, was. Man. Was this America's Most Wanted, one of the earlier ones? Death Certificate? Uh, it, it definitely. Lethal Injection? Sure. Uh, to be honest, man, I'd have to look at the cover to mm-hmm. let you know which one it was. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I'll, 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 I'll definitely get back to you on that one. I, I don't remember exactly which one it was, but, you know, that was my earliest memory for, you know, actual hip hop. And, you know, it just seems like I've been loving this genre and a student of this game since, you know, since I was born. That's pretty much what it feels like. So, um, you know, I'll have to get back to you on that one. And then uh, you mentioned uh, Silly Putty Man. Uh, rest in peace, Zionai. Um, you know, he, he's the one that definitely brought me into, uh, into loving this genre more on the, you know, the, the open-minded side is, uh, 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 in regards to what hip hop could be, you know what I mean? Other than just dope production, you know, you, you could actually leave a message behind here and there, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that, that's all him, uh, Zumbi from, you know, Zion, uh, rest in peace, man. Keep Your Head Up was a track that you always listen to when you were younger, when you're going through the downtimes. But I appreciate you sending yeah. me early for yeah, iCell. iCell was the one that stood out to me, and especially this nice. interview with my brother's keeper that's coming out. Because mm-hmm. is this the, your brother that was in the rap and R&B group when you were younger? And you that's when you started first recording, when you had the yeah at home? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, my, my little brother, G Cardona. Mm-hmm. He, uh, they used to have uh, this group, um, they used to go by HD and, uh, you know, they, they actually created a little bus, you know, for themselves, you know, shout out to, you know, Giuliano, AR, the artist that was, you know, way back then, you know, Kevin, um, who else was in that group and shout out Jerry, you know, all those guys that were uh, shout out Jay, all those guys that kind of, they started a little movement in, uh, Tracy, California. And, uh, they used to go to shows like Reno, you know, they used to actually, you know, these, these clubs and there were kids, mind you, they were like 17, 18 years old. And they were, you know, they were actually, they created a buzz for themselves. And then um, I had always loved music since, you know, pretty much when I was born, I had just never actually recorded, you know? So when my brother started, you know, started his own studio at the house, you know, he would, you know, all his friends would stop by and, that's when I officially started recording when he had already set everything up. But yeah, that's all, that's all, um, uh, as a result. So, you know, my, my brother G Cardona's, uh, I guess, uh, <laughs> vision that he saw earlier when it came to the, you know, getting the dopest equipment that we could, you know, attain at the time, mm-hmm. at least for recording. Yeah. An artist that you really want to work with is Kendrick Lamar, you know, the Pulitzer Prize, polarizing oh, artist yeah. this generation. So what were your, your reaction to him winning the Grammy for his newest album? Because it wasn't well received by the critics. And I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say I'm the biggest Kendrick Lamar fan. I think Pusha yeah. T should have won because at the same time, Kendrick is an amazing representation for hip hop. I think if mm-hmm. Jack Harlow would have gotten the award we would have some issues there that you can't have him win the award. I mean, I love seeing him sit there with the puss on his face, but just, just to get further into, into the Kendrick Lamar and how do you feel about him winning the, the Grammy for this album? Now that he kind of a, finally brought it back to when we look at the Pippa butterfly, good kid, Matt said he for the roots because right. damn was so commercial. Right. There's a lot of layers to that question. Um, how do I feel about Kendrick winning that Grammy? Um, I feel that um, 
like you said, there was a lot of criti criticism behind it. Uh, I was happy for him, of course. You know what I mean? Um, I think it's one of those albums where you can't just listen to it once, you know, for, to, for you to understand the full value of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where the criticism comes from, because for anybody, you know, I, I, and mind you, and I'm sure I speak for yourself, when you listen to albums, you listen to it through through to through different lens, lenses, right? Mm -hmm. Like through a creative, you know, as an artist or as a, you know, a civilian, for lack of better terms, right? So you're able to criticize it under three different lenses, right? And I feel like the average listener only listens through it as, you know, when they're going to school, when they're going to work, you know what I mean? They don't have time to analyze it. They just gravitate towards what sounds good out of the speakers, right? So with Kendrick's album, I feel it was one of those albums where you can't just listen to it once and then, oh, okay, then if that's the case, then you're not going to get the full value, which I feel that's, like I said, uh, mentioned, that's where the criticism comes from. Um, but if you actually analyze it and you look at it, then you, you'd understand why it got that Grammy. Um, as far as Pusha T, I, I feel that between those two albums, I agree with you. I yeah. think Pusha T should have got the Grammy. Uh, and that's not taking anything from no, Kendrick absolutely Lamar. not. No, it's a, it, it's just uh, my personal opinion. I just like Pusha T's yeah. album better. The beats were yeah. better on there, yeah, and I think some of the things that might have led to Pusha T not getting the Grammys because Kendrick, the name, of course, but Kanye was all over the production of it, and we know the yeah. controversies that he's going yeah. through right now. So exactly, it could have been a bad, uh, you know, a bad public you know, yeah. appearance, right? Yeah. You don't know what, what these people's PR, you never know, right? And not just that, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he's out of uh, good music now, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I, I don't know that that had something to do with it as far as, you know, the credits and all this stuff that, um, you know, kind of maybe trickled down to that, uh, him not getting the Grammy, but I agree with you. Uh, I feel that the production on that album was top notch. Um, he had not too many... <laughs> Uh, lyrics in it but just enough you know yeah. he, he was potent with all his bars you know what I mean and yeah I agree with you and uh, like I said uh, that's not taking anything away from Kendrick no not at all uh, I feel that for Kendrick and and mind you that is one of my favorite albums from Kendrick you know what I mean I, I feel like it was a diary for him you know him being vulnerable he, him being out of the limelight for you know what was it like three or four years it's been a while uh, yeah so I think that was him just accepting his uh his his new phase as an artist and being able to project himself uh, a little bit more uh, in a more vulnerable matter you know what i mean mm -hmm. and i think that's dope i think uh, a lot of people start you know got to do more like that you know what i mean mm -hmm. be more vulnerable i feel like that's where a lot of art great art comes from agree so, something that yeah. relates with kendrick and all the the conscious rappers i mentioned before is you take things a, a lot of times out of the box because you went to was it the sacramento university is that what it was you went yeah, to the Sac sacramento state. state university yeah sac state man yeah you were going there studying all types of stuff that i was reading oh, yeah. about and you ended up working for some contracts and doing some things in some like power plants different things like that right oh, shit, man you do your homework yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> Yeah, um, I went to school at Sacramento State. Um, if I'm being honest, I went to Sacramento uh, State because uh, I wanted to be a pro skater. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was an amateur skater. So all the pros were in Sacramento. And uh, I figured if I go to Sacramento, you know, I I'll, you know, be seen more along with these pros and it'd be easier for me to, you know, 
get up there with them. And yeah, I was close. Um, I, I did have all these, you know, dope friends that are still in the skating industry that are like the top of the top right now in skating. And um, I was like, you know, what? I, I've been broke my, my whole life. So I was like, you know what, let me pick the, the major that uh, is going to make me at least some money. You know what I mean? Like, I'm tired of this shit. Like, I get it. I love school. Uh, I'm, I've always been good at school. I've always been an A student, B student. You know what I'm saying? I've always got good grades, advanced classes, whatever. But at that time in my life, I was like, you know what? I feel like whatever I choose, I'm just, you know, I'm going to be okay at it. You know, I'm not dumb. So I decided to go with the uh, civil engineering. And uh, there was a department under civil engineering that was a uh, construction management. And uh, through that major, they had a 99% uh, job placement before you even graduated. And you're talking about like six figures right off the bat. So I was like, oh shit, that, that's, <laughs> and I was already working maintenance, you know, so I was already good with my hands. I understood, you know, construction methods, which is pretty much uh, where it stems from as far as like your knowledge in construction. And uh, I got an internship and right off the bat, uh, my sophomore year in uh, college, uh, I got an internship and I, I uh, worked my way up as an engineer. And uh, I honestly dropped out of school because they were already paying me uh, as if I had my master's because there's, there's such a high demand for you know, construction engineers. So yeah, that, that's what I went to school for. But I, I um, minored in business and um, sociology as well. Congrats on that. Now, have you thought about going back to finish it all? Is there any programs that you're interested in, in taking yeah. to help you on the music business side of things? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I feel that if I do go back to school, it'd definitely be more on the music side, like music uh, industry part of it. But if I'm being honest, uh, I really want to go back to school for like, uh, you know, like uh, ethnic studies, you know, nothing, nothing that's going to make money. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's more so just I want to know more about like my culture. I want to know more about others people, other people's culture. You know what I mean? I just want more in the, uh, I guess, what do they call it? The, uh, the sciences, you know, that's what I would go back for J just for my own personal, you know, gain. You know what I mean? That's what I would do for sure. Exactly. And something that's always yeah. interesting when looking at your cat, your, whole catalog, especially with Sam O, if Tupac and Selena had a baby, and just everything that you rap about and your experience when when working as a manufacturer in the, in the power plant and the construction and all that, just seeing how it ruined the personal lives of, of the people, the coworkers around you is what motivated you because you were constantly working. You didn't have time to see your family seven days a week going in and out of hotels. So you really right. didn't have much of a personal life. And something that really stands out is that money doesn't always bring you happiness. Oh, no, man. And, that, and that's a fact. Uh, like you said, uh, I was working, you know, seven days a week, night shift uh, in the refineries, you know, like Chevron refineries, Phillips 66, uh, any refinery you could think of. I, I, I've been there. And um, like, I, like you said, it was night shift. So I, I'll tell you, uh, you know, in my, you know, I was in my 20s. When you're in your early 20s, late teens, when you're when you're getting paid really well, uh, you think that that would make you, you know, really happy. You know what I mean? Which it did. I, I never, you know, I came from nothing. So being able to have a, a, a pocket full of cash uh, definitely did allow me and my family to, you know, do things that we wouldn't have normally been able to do. But it, it definitely didn't make me personally happy. It made me happy being able to make, you know, 
people in my family happy and being able to, you know, buy trips or, oh, what do you need, dad? Or what do you need, mom? What do you need, you know, brothers? You know what I'm saying? Like, what do you need? I got you. In that regard, like, that's that's dope to me. But as far as, like, a, a personal fulfillment, you know what I mean? It, it wasn't It wasn't where I wanted to be at all. And then you start yeah. to fall in line with the, these people's way of thinking because because you're a younger guy at that time and yeah. you're working with, with people who are older and who have been trapped in that job for 30 years. Oh, and, then yeah, they, for sure. and that's how they start conning you in and get you because I had my share of the run with jobs <laughs> like that. And with corporate th- America. that's okay. yeah, with way out of the picture. Yeah, that the yeah. way that people they trap you into the system is insane. And it just gets oh, yeah. everyone's way of thinking. It, it could be a whole podcast. We could be here all day. But oh, yeah. once they trap you in, that's it. And it's good that you were able to realize that yeah, this man. isn't what I want to be because you get, do get to a point because you're getting those paychecks and you're thinking, but I'm making money, but you're not getting that personal fulfillment. And you said, screw this. I'm going to go pursue what I want to do, which is music. And that exactly. sends back all the way from when you were younger, writing poetry, reciting exactly. rhymes, doing the rapping, and even for fun facts and during your free time, writing Eminem's lyrics when you were younger. Oh, so yeah. you took it way back and said, let oh, me yeah. let me write my own rhyme someday and become my own yeah. artist, which is Joe Mai. And that's how it was established yeah. from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're, you're definitely right. Um, I feel that um, you, you got to take a step back sometimes and kind of just reanalyze, I guess, where you're at, you know, and not to sound corny or anything, but I feel like everybody needs to kind of just take a step back and be like, okay, what do I want to do, man? Like, do do I want to be stuck in this rat race? You know what I mean? Or do do I want to be able to contribute somehow to, you know, people's livelihood, whether it's, you know, in a song or um, a nurse or whatever it is that you want to do. I feel like for me, um, I want to be able to pretty much leave something behind that was valuable to somebody. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And And, and that's uh, what you're doing here, especially with not even just like the, the projects, but your name has a deep meaning because it's the acronym of your real name, but you look at it as that it could stand for just the awareness of knowing that you're in a forgotten neighborhood by the government. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Uh, You're definitely right. Uh, Jomi, uh, it is the uh, acronyms to my full government name, but uh, Jomi also stands for, uh, you know, whatever you want it to stand for, journey of my imagination, just one more immigrant, just one more elite. Oh, did we lose you? you can, okay, there oh, we no. go. Yeah, it's, it froze up for a little bit. Okay, oh, continue on. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jomi can mean a lot of things, you know what I mean? And um, uh, I don't know where you cut me off at or where I got cut off at, but... Uh, I was only Jomi... frozen for like one or two seconds, so you read okay. it as much, yeah. Yeah, so so pretty much uh, Jomi uh, is an acronym for, for many things. Like I said, a journey in my imagination, just one more immigrant, just one more legal, illegal. Uh, uh, I, I wrote a whole song about it that's that's gonna come out soon but uh yeah that, that that's that's very true that's very accurate what you just said um um I, I feel like in a name you can't just see it at surface value you know what I mean you gotta I, I like leaving little um easter eggs and everything that I touch you know uh and, and just I, I like seeing people's um uh, interpretations of anything that I do you know what I mean I, I'm never gonna tell you that you're wrong you know what I mean and 
unless you unless you completely miss the message then maybe I may say something but uh typically I, I like just you know seeing what people say and I'm like all right that's dope I never saw it that way but I see why you would think that so yeah. th- that's what I like to do in my music for mm-hmm. sure and it's pronounced Jomi because I heard in other interviews that you did, people were calling you Jomi. So I want to get that. Oh, right you're good. No, no. Nah, nah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's, yeah you're good. that's on them making me look bad. Forget that. It's them. all good, bro. Yeah, Don't so worry yeah, about yeah, it. We got, yeah. So <laughs> Jomi, he's here. We're talking about the Too Close EP. It's just out now. If you're tuning in after the live show, or you're tuning in this Friday or anytime after that. But we're looking at this because with my brother's keeper, I want to get right back to that interlude. He yeah. was referencing you just wanting to compete and wanting to have other artists be competitive. Do you feel as though there's a loss of competitiveness in hip hop, especially where you're from out in the Oakland area? Um, well, uh, let me uh, take a step back. Um, I, I did, like I said before, I did grow up in Oakland and uh, that's where I was raised. But when I was in uh, about to hit uh, pretty much high school, l- late middle school uh, up into high school, I moved to Tracy. Tracy. Tracy, California. Yeah, Tracy, right. California. You relocated because so. of the the school and then just the area you wanted to. Yeah. Your family decided yeah, yeah. to move. Yeah. So so um, so uh, a little bit uh, of context. Um, I, I learned out of all of my values as a kid, and I, I was able to see what actual life was like, and you know, in the slums and the hood, when I was in Oakland. But I became like an adult, you can say, in Tracy. So. Uh, my heart is in both places and I read both places. You know what I mean? So to answer your question about that interlude of my brother's keeper, um, I'm more talking about my life in Tracy. Mm-hmm. Um, and shout out to MBK DZ. He, he's, uh, we were just having a conversation and he sent me that. It wasn't, it wasn't planned. Uh, I didn't take it and be like, Hey bro, like get, send me something so I could put it on the, on the project. No, it was just, it, it kind of just, aligned to what I was trying to convey. And when you mention uh, competition right now, um, what I was talking about is um, out here in the 209 area in Tracy. And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to (laughs) ruffle any feathers or piss anybody off over here, which, you know, it's all competitive at the end of the day, right? Uh, What I was trying to get to is, um, or what he was saying is that when he listens to my music and uh, mind you, he, he's uh, privy to listening to a lot of my stuff before it even drops. And he's been, he's been seeing the progression of my music for a very long time. MBK DZ has. So what he was talking about was more so um, that my, that I shouldn't be upset that people from the 209 aren't as receptive as I want them to be that I should focus more on how everybody else apart from our area is actually gravitating towards it. Because a lot of my fan base is, is not from, you know, 209 or Tracy. It's from, you know, the East coast, Texas, uh, a lot of LA. So that's what he was saying. And um, I've, I've heard that before. And like, you know, big artists, I have interviews that say, you know what, well, we never blew up in our actual hometown. We blew up elsewhere. And then eventually when I blew up my hometown, you know, finally started fucking with me so i I get his perspective and that was more so on that that uh i guess that 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 discussion it was more so okay well people that are fucking with you are mainly from outside of your you know hometown you know what i mean and um yeah which i said a lot but that's pretty i think i answered your question yeah you know you did yeah 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 
the Dirty Laundry LLC, tell me about putting this together because this was, you realized right away that in order to really make your mark and establish yourself in the game is that you had to get that LLC. So tell me about putting everything together and to establishing what it is that today, especially getting your team together and getting your manager, Jay, because he's a part of the business doing oh, some yeah. stuff for, for Crazy Hood. We all know Crazy Rich, of course. Yeah. Writing articles. We'll get into the artists that you work with, but how did you get linked up with him and just forming this LLC? Uh, well, uh, going back to what you mentioned earlier about uh, how did I get started with actual recording with my brother, um, his first setup was in a laundry room at my, you know, at our old house, and uh, I was like, man, we should just like go go official, you know what I mean, and you know, ma make everything legit, you know, use it as tax write-offs, you know, there's a lot of money that we put into this shit, and we started in the laundry room, so we're like, you know what, let's just call it Dirty Laundry Records, right, DLR. Uh, that's what it stands for. Obviously, uh, we we eventually outgrew a fucking laundry room, right? Now we have a, a full a full studio, you know, elsewhere. But that's where it stems from, as you know, like the logo. Oh, look, I have a logo right here, the little laundry. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's too bright. Yeah, that's uh, for DLR, Dirty Laundry Records. That's where it comes from. So me and my brother G Cardona, we've always had this vision of you know just making making it in the music industry in some way, shape or form, you know what I mean? And uh, we pay attention to quality. And uh, there's a lot of artists that touched our production and our engineering and our even if I'm being honest, uh, ghostwriting for some people, I'm not gonna mention, but um, they know out here that, uh, you know, we're, we're about our quality, you know what I mean? So. And that translates and trickles down to even the people you associate yourself with. So in my team, you got G Cardona, you got Mai, she does all our legal stuff. Uh, and then there's Jay, you know, my manager. And he's been part of this since uh, Samo dropped since 2018, actually a little bit before that. But the way I linked up with him is uh, we had a mutual friend, friend, shout out to uh, Frank, the Conrecker, uh, out from Modesto, he, uh, Frank came over to my studio once and was like, hey, I, I want I want you to meet somebody that works for, uh, you know, uh, Crazy Hood and does some work for also Drink Champs. I'm like, oh shit. I was like, all right, uh, no doubt, uh, set it up. So one day I went to his studio out in Modesto and then uh, he made the introductions and the rest is history. Uh, we really gravitated towards each other, you know? He had the same vision. He really believed in the craft and, and the music that, that we had already had before it even released. And um, we've honestly been building for, fuck, for a long time now. And um, he, he's definitely connected the dots on a lot of things. Um, through him, I was able to meet, man, a lot of people in the industry. And, you know, um, I, 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 I definitely, you know, hats off towards him. He, he does the extra behind the scenes work. And uh, that's also not to discredit, you know, G Cardona and my, and all the behind the scenes stuff that they do. My brother does all the, all of my production and uh, mixing. And, uh, you know, my does all the, you know, contracts, things like that. And then of course there's Jay where he kind of just, you know, there, there's a, there's a vision board where he says, all right, this is what we're going to do. This is who we got to talk to. This is what we have to do. It's kind of like, let's connect the dots. And yeah, for sure. Um, that, that's a long story of how we met. <laughs> <laughs>
Who's been the most important person that you met through Jay in the industry? Because we know he works for Drink Champs. He does a lot of article write-ups. But we're, we're going to get into artists that you work with. But who, who's the, the big figure that that you may have met through um, that inspired you growing up? It could even be from the artist perspective. Um, Let's see. I, I don't want to say one particular person that um uh, that i've met that kind of inspired me i feel like that whole operation that they do over at you know crazy hood shout out to crazy hood over at drink champs is is very dope you know what i mean and just the way they they, they conduct themselves and, and the way they you know they 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 go about just carrying themselves in the industry i feel like is very is very dope to me so i i take everything that they do over there you know, it's a learning lesson to me. You know what I mean? Even to this day, I have not missed an episode of Drink Champs. And I take lessons from that every single day. You know what I mean? So um, he he's definitely uh, up until actually, you know what? I do have somebody. Mm-hmm. The, the, the people that I feel to me have been uh, up until my career that, that definitely have been a very... Uh, uh, inspirational to me that I've uh, met is uh, AD Empire. It's two brothers. Okay, Luke yeah, out in Canada, I wanted to get it. Runaway Girl. Yeah. I was going to get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them two guys over there, they're, um, we've been working actually uh, apart from, you know, this Too, too Close mm-hmm. EP that's dropping. We actually have a, a full album pretty much almost wrapped up and uh, it has some big features on that as well. Um, and, um, I feel like working with them, is kind of like a cosign, you know what I mean? They, they've worked with, uh, fuck bone thugs, uh, D12, um, you know, Griselda camp, um, uh, yuck mouth from, you know, out here, they've worked with, uh, uh, some other, uh, some other run DMC crew, um, fuck, they, they have a lot of credits to their name. Yeah. And the fact that they're willing to work with me, you know, an, uh, an upcoming artist that, you know, I'm not where I want to be yet, but the fact that they gave me the time of day to actually entertain working with each other, uh, to me, that, that means a lot. So I'm going to go ahead and say that AD Empire has definitely been um, a, a, a group of people that Jay has introduced me that has been significant to my, you know, my, my, uh, my music career for sure. Mm-hmm. As far as the EP goes, what's next for you as far as is this going to lead to something else? Are we going to get some vi- we're probably going to get some visuals here, but what, what are you planning to accomplish this year in addition to the EP? Yeah, yeah. So uh, in regards to the EP, Too Close, um, there's definitely some visuals on the way. Shout out to uh, Eric Bowie, who did all the visuals. Um, that is going to drop, uh, but um, later down the line with... Uh, as far as the music goes, like I, like I just mentioned right now, we have a full-blown album pretty much complete with AD Empire that has uh, um, has some big artists in it, like at least, you know, big, big features for, you know, for my caliber at the time. And uh, we already shot music videos for them. So honestly, that one's ready to go. So my, my goal for this year is to um, honestly just be, putting out quality work mm. and uh you know maybe catch catch me in a tour with you know some of these artists that i'm collaborating with that, that's definitely the goal right now but uh musically uh we haven't stopped um we we've had man 
we've had to, we've been working on this album for a minute now and you know we're we're we're, we're right there just a couple more things and that one's done so pretty much by the time uh by the time two two close straps the other one's already going to be wrapped up pharrell is a producer that you look up to and you would love to work with most so i want you to paint me the picture of how a, a jomi and a pharrell production was sound you're in the studio oh, with them you're recording how would it sound man how do you picture it in your head shit i think um if you really want to get technical with it i feel mm-hmm. that if i was to work with pharrell i feel like i would take his lead you know what i mean he he obviously hears something that we don't so i i know that he likes to play with space and production and honestly uh I feel like what it would sound like is just a combination of just his expertise with any fucking genre that he touches and kind of just capitalizing, I guess, on on my style of, you know, writing and my style of like melodies, my style of cadences, you know, and see how he could amplify that. I feel like that's what he would do and obviously take it to the next level. Maybe, you know, tell me, hey, don't don't rap like this. Maybe you should say like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think I would just be open, you know what I mean? To to do whatever it is that he he sees, you know, fit. I, I want your opinion yeah. on this, just something important in hip hop, especially because you come from the Latino background. When yeah. we look at the polarizing artists, the, the people that really set their mark, Kid Frost, Big Pun, mm-hmm. Cypress Hill, Fat Joe, we can go right. down the line. But I had Bodega Bams on last year on my show. He discussed yeah, that. He felt as though that Big Pun he didn't he didn't really knock down the barrier for Latinos and hip hop. But do you feel as though there's still a void for Latinos and hip hop at all? And there's a lot of work to do to still be one of the major voices in hip hop still? Yeah, there's there's definitely there's definitely a lot of work to be done. I mean, uh, we're at the end of the day, we're, we're guests, you know, in this in this genre as well. But I, I kind of say that lightly as well, just because I know Puerto Ricans were in the forefront of hip hop as well. You know what I mean? So we're not absolutely foreign to the genre and i feel like um for us to be considered as like top tier artists there's definitely a a, a way to go you know when it comes to all the publicity to all the you know the accolades and things like that like for example uh we were talking about the grammys earlier right um i feel that uh you know bad bunny's not hip-hop right but uh the fact that they opened with him. Right. The fact that he they opened Grammy. with him, that's what I'm saying. So, you know, we're, we're barely scratching the surface and uh, th- there's there's still a way to go for sure. And uh, going back to Bodega Bams, I feel like he's he's really dope. In fact, I was listening to him yesterday. Um, he, I think he's right. There, there's still, you know, a lot of a lot of there's a lot more to do. You know, Big Pun also, you know, one of my big uh, favorite artists, you know, Latino artists. Um, yeah, he he. I think he he started. You know what I mean, M- making us be looked as like top tier lyricists. But uh, you know, there, there's way to there's definitely uh more more growth. Like look at uh, I think you you interviewed Coyote the other yeah you know, Coyote not, yeah they, yeah they're dope. Like, yeah look at them. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're doing their own thing, and I feel like they're you know they're 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 giving their own twist to it. You know what I mean? I think that's dope what they're doing. You know what I mean? Absolutely, especially as a duo, because even that's yeah. right nowadays. And yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah, so that's bringing a whole new spin on it. Yeah, there's definitely a, a lot more to go or a lot more to do, but um, I I do feel like we're we're getting more respected though. Mm-hmm. You know, look like Emilio Rojas, 
like you know uh, there's a lot of people you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that are that are dope you know what i'm saying exactly man and it, it's going to be coming here Yomi, is there anything else you want to let the audience know that we didn't touch on today anything else um no nah, man i just want to say uh you know thank you for anybody that's listening i know uh I don't know if your Instagram was down today. Um, yeah, my Instagram was down. Like the yeah, the the, the promos. I, I looked at like the yeah. everything. It was all yeah. All, it was weird. And then I looked it up. No traction like, on anything. Any of my stories? Exactly. Ain't nothing. There was nothing. Exactly. Exactly. And I looked it up. I was like, bro, this is so fucking weird. I looked it up, and yeah, the uh, Instagram is down. Like the stories, they they only you're only getting like what one view. Right. Yeah, I only got like, one yeah. view. One it, it was probably it was not mine. the day to promote. Yeah, no, it <laughs> yeah, wasn't. It, and Twitter's yeah. down today too. So yeah, maybe we'll go back to how times used to be. You know, maybe right. they'll delete it. Twitter and Instagram. That would be nice. I mean, <laughs> yeah. the only way it's helpful is that we can connect with different people. Like we connected. Right. I like that, but there's just so many negative factors that come with social media. In my opinion, it's all it's just toxic. You know. It, yeah. It, it, yeah. But you know, you gotta. You're right. You're definitely right. He's got to learn how to navigate it without being, you know, without falling into that trap. You know what I mean? Just use it as a tool, you know, and that's the hard part. But uh, they can follow you on Instagram at Jomi DLR. Correct. Yeah. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Jomi DLR. Uh, The last thing that I do want to say to answer your question is uh, just thank you to anybody that actually uh, was tuned in. I know we're going to post this, the actual recorded version, so people could actually go back to it. So thank you. Uh, shout out to my team at uh, DLR, to G Cardona, to my DLR, to Jay Havana for putting in the work, to uh, Ozzy Torres for always doing my uh, my uh, artwork, to uh, Bowie for doing all the visuals. You know, just shout out to the team. Um, make sure to listen to Too Close. You know, it drops on February 10th. Uh, whenever you're listening to it, if you're listening to it, Tomorrow it drops, you know, the following day. Whenever you listen to it, you're probably, you know, it's probably going to be everywhere by the time you listen to this. And uh, yeah, just, you know, just listen to it. It, it. You know, if you fuck with it, you know, send me a, send me a DM, leave a comment. You know, I, I respond to everybody, honestly. Um, and just stay tuned, man. We got a, we got another project on the way after this, and it's going to be much bigger than too, cl- than too close for sure. It's a full album uh, with dope visuals with big artists on it. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to just share with the world and, you know, I'm excited to see how people are going to perceive it. Absolutely, man. And I do have yeah. to ask you, cause you do, you brought up uh, that I interviewed coyote. That was like three years ago. So how did you find out yeah. about my show and, and you trying to get on, on my platform? And I'm curious because yeah, you, um, you had to do your research to know that I interviewed them. That's like, yeah, three years. I did that like two, three years back when I was in college. <laughs> yeah. That, that, that goes to, um, how diligent like me and my team are as far as like we're doing research as to like who to contact and you know things like that at this time um i was uh, i was researching um just um best like distribution deals you know because we're we're entertaining a distribution deal at the time we got okay. one now but at the time um we're kind of looking at different avenues and i have followed a uh, coyote for a minute now and um I um I don't know what made me type like uh who is Coyote signed to? You know what I mean? Cause I, I feel like they were upcoming, they're Latino. So I figured, okay, let me see like what people they're talking to to maybe, you know, maybe these people are accessible, you know what I mean? Cause we're, you know, we're 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 somewhat in the same lane, you know what I'm saying? Obviously they're they're different than I am, and that's the beauty of it. But uh, I was just researching just how 
what people are they connected to, right? And then obviously they're man- in your interview, they talked about uh, how they're being managed by, um, what's his Whack name? 100. Oh, they, Whack 100, the yeah. king's manager. And uh, th- that's pretty much how it came across it because I was, we, we were researching uh, distribution deals pretty much and you know wh- where we want to be pretty much. And uh, uh, shout out to Soul Spasm. That, that's where we're at right now uh, with our distribution. Uh, but yeah, that, that's how I yeah. came across your platform. And then after that, I was like, oh shit, like this guy's pretty dope, man. Like he answered, he asked some, some really dope and real questions and, you know, he actually goes out of his way to, uh, you know, actually get to know these people that he's interviewing. And I kind of just been a fan ever since. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. That means yeah. a lot. I, yep. Trust me, man. We'll, we'll be linking up again. I appreciate the oh, story yeah, and, and, and you following the show and you just being connected for the longest time and, and researching Coyote because yeah. they've been making an impact as well. So oh, yeah, for sure. everyone's following the blueprint here to, to get somewhere oh, yeah. and you're on your way. You're, you already got people that are certified around you. Like Jay, you have a oh, great yeah. team. You got the distribution label already up there, right there. So your own yes, LLC, you, it's only a matter of time, man. So keep going. I'll be looking forward yes, to too close dropping. I already heard it. So yeah, I'm in my rotation for you on Live 365. Uh, hell yeah, appreciate it. And you said your favorite one was ISO. Yeah, you said all right, cool. That, that, that's what's up. Cool, man. You already know, appreciate man. That. A great closeout yeah. to the album. Yeah, appreciate yeah. it, man. And, and uh, again, uh, shout out to all the producers on that album, man. We, we literally produced this shit from scratch. Uh, mm-hmm. my brother G Cardona, my cousin Raul Cardona, that's you know, as you could tell by my first single, uh, and then uh, Toasty from the Philippines, and uh, Jet Set Recording over at HQ Studios. Shout out to Corey Farrar and uh, Robert Hudson for all the production. Like they, they went in, man. We, um, I saw him. I saw him do it. <laughs> uh, it, it, it was dope, man. It was dope creating the the instrumentation for this. You know what I mean? We didn't just buy a beat. We we legit put our fingers on it. So I think that was dope. Absolutely. And too close drops this Friday. All platforms go pre-order it now. If you're listening beforehand, if not. This Friday will be available, and after that, of course, you'll be able to purchase it and stream it. Jomi, yes, sir. Thanks again, man. You, man. Enjoy the rest Not, of your night. Take care. Stay safe you. out there. And until the next time, man. Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. We'll be in contact, man. And again, thank you for your time, bro. You're, you're awesome, and uh, you know you, you got me on your corner, bro. I appreciate it, man. And, and same for me too, man. We're yeah. locked in. Let's, yes, sir, man. Have a good night. You too, man. Peace out, man. Peace.